Hello and welcome to day 56 of our Bible reading course. Today's passage comes from Ezekiel chapters 34 and 37. Let's pray. Eternal God, thank you for being a shepherd to your people. I ask that you would feed and refresh me now as I spend time in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals. But you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak, or healed those who are ill, or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered, and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds, and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock, so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and it will no longer be food for them. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and make them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. As for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will judge between one sheep and another, and between rams and goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of your pasture with your feet? Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Must my flock feed on what you have trampled and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away, I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. 
I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and rid the land of savage beasts so that they may live in the wilderness and sleep in the forests in safety. I will make them and the places surrounding my hill a blessing. I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessing. The trees will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land. They will know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands of those who enslaved them. They will no longer be plundered by the nations, nor will wild animals devour them. They will live in safety, and no one will make them afraid. I will provide for them a land renowned for its crops, and they will no longer be victims of famine in the land, or bear the scorn of the nations. Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the Israelites, are my people, declares the Sovereign Lord. You are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Sovereign Lord. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them, then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. 
The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph, that is, to Ephraim, and all the Israelites associated with him. Join them together into one stick, so that they will become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's hand, and of the Israelite tribes associated with him, and join it to Judah's stick. I will make them into a single stick of wood, and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on, and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offences, for I will save them from all their sinful backsliding and I will cleanse them. They will be my people and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever, and David my servant will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers, and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy, when my sanctuary is among them forever. After five years of Ezekiel prophesying judgment and an 18-month siege, the city of Jerusalem finally falls to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who lays it completely to waste, including Solomon's magnificent temple. A report is given to the exiles by an eyewitness who'd managed to escape the destruction, and this marks a turning point in Ezekiel's ministry, and also his book. From chapter 33 onwards, the emphasis is on the future and the promised return of the exiles. One of the major problems in Judah had been the corruption of the priests, who had led worship not to Yahweh, but to the gods of the surrounding nations. Furthermore, they'd helped themselves generously to the offerings that were brought to the temple as their livelihood, but failed to give pastoral care and spiritual counsel in return. So the people had wandered from God's ways and been left to fend for themselves. Their appointed shepherds couldn't care less. All this was about to change, as God promises to remove these negligent priests and do the job properly himself. He will be the people's shepherd, leading, nurturing, providing plentiful pasture and safety. He will gather those who have strayed and got lost and show a particular concern for the more vulnerable among them, who hitherto had been ignored and even pushed out. 
this would be fulfilled through a descendant of David, the shepherd king. Ezekiel then has another vision, this time the famous one of the Valley of Dry Bones, which represented the exiles in Babylon. As he prophesies, they miraculously start joining together to reform the bodies that had been slain. One thing more is needed, the breath of God. The Hebrew word ruach, which also means wind or spirit. Ezekiel speaks again, and it comes and fills the corpses. Before his very eyes they rise up to become a great army. This is a picture of Israel returning to their homeland and settling there. No more a divided kingdom, as God gathers them up from the nations and makes them one, with a single king from the line of David. Once again the language of new covenant is used. They will be my people, and I will be their God. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. Chapter 37 verse 23 It will be an everlasting covenant of peace, with God's dwelling place permanently among them. Today's passages are an example of prophecy that is fulfilled in two parts, one in the immediate future when the exiles return home, and the other in a more distant time, through the ministry of Jesus as the good shepherd of his flock, and the final dwelling of God amongst all his people at the end of the age. As a church pastor, the words of Ezekiel 34 have always had a special place for me. There's something of a job description, or at least part of it. Something of a warning that whatever else may be going on in church life, pastoral care is top priority. And finally, a reminder that God is the ultimate shepherd of his people, and it's in his strength and his name that I minister. But of course, they're not just for me. Every Christian believer is in covenant relationship with every other, and together we have the responsibility and privilege of pastoral care. So these words are for us all. Perhaps during this lockdown period you can spend some time thinking about how strong our pastoral care is at ABC, or wherever your church is. Whether there are any gaps in it. And asking God what part you may be able to play both now at this strange time, as well as into the future. Especially thinking of any who are vulnerable in some way, such as those who are living on their own, those who are bereaved, and those new into town with no local family or friends. And what about those who have drifted away from the church in recent years, for whatever reason, including young people in their teens or going off to university? Who will go after them? Lord God, I praise you today for all who give pastoral care in the life of my church or through other networks of friendship, in particular for the team of life group leaders and pastoral carers serving ABC during recent months. Bless and encourage them, I pray. And thank you for the hope held out in the Valley of Dry Bones and for the life and vitality that your Holy Spirit gives when we feel empty and weak. In this Pentecost season, fill me afresh today, I pray, that I may fulfil your calling on my life with peace and joy. In Jesus' name. Amen.